Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I said what you know about it. It's the stupid baby. Got the knees in plus. Young baby. And the room a lot. Do you know what I just realized? I used to be obsessed with this notion that Austin Powers, when I saw it the first time in the theaters, was cut differently when I saw it again on DVD or on VHS. And I fucking looked it up, and I was right. There's like an international version and a U.S. version. And we must have gone into the theater and seen some other somebody that was showing the international version. And it's actually like there's a bunch of gags that are like five seconds longer. You know what? I noticed that because when and I just watched the version on TV, it had a bunch of like commercials on it and oh, stuff like that. Shut up. <laughs> hello, hello. You're listening to the Stewart. My name back. is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. Chris Stewart. Back, 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 back. Andre Conaparo. Shalom. 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 We're coming at you. It's been uh, four or five years since we've done this. I show. think so. I was, I was a senior in high school. <laughs> When we were doing this show. I think I was still vegan. I've learned a lot. I've I mean, it's been, what, three months? months yeah. Probably. Yep. Streets are talking. Sorry oh, that we left you. Big shouts to the internet. Sorry to respond. You know, there's, there's just a, a perfect storm of events that happened that just kind of we made it. We needed a hiatus. <laughs> yeah. We needed a hiatus for some things in our personal lives. Travel schedules were all over the place. Chris Stewart... Well, always is working every day. Always working every day. And then they, uh, you know, when when one episode doesn't work out that week, and then the second one doesn't work out, and then the third yeah. doesn't come together, then it just gets a little bit easier and easier. Kind of like a, I'm assuming like an addiction to a substance would be. <laughs> yeah, like. It's funny. I, Pasta road place. Having not done it for so long, I actually was like, hey, I like, I actually enjoy doing that sometimes. Like there's yeah. sometimes where it's like. You're fitting it into a day's schedule, and you're just like, oh, this thing pays me no money. And I like, this has to <laughs> Bit of a this. slog. But there's times when it's super fun, and it gets us to go, because I realize I haven't seen Chris in like oh, almost God, as long. so too, long. It, I, so I, it, mm-hmm. I'm glad to be back. Well, glad to be back. And just thanks for everyone for, for, for giving us love. And, yeah, you know, keeping the, the, and, and keeping the torch burning. I didn't respond most of the time because I didn't know if we actually were coming back. I was so nervous. Like, oh, are we doing this podcast still? Because I don't know. But then I, we did. And we I'm back. Happy. Yeah, I, I mean, I was, you know, one, yeah, once a day on something on Twitter or Instagram or yeah. something, people are are sad about it, which makes me feel happy Yeah, that right. so many people came out of the woodworks and were, uh, were putting up a, a fight. Including our moms, yeah, that's giving for us sure. shit and all that stuff. So, since this is the only podcast that I do that my mom is allowed to listen to, <laughs> it, you know, I'm sure she was feeling it. So I only have Stuart Graham, which is when one of you guys tells me something happens on Instagram. Yeah. So <laughs> I heard from you guys that people wanted to 
we're looking yeah. forward to the next show. So that you, yeah, I mean, nice. you probably got a couple faxes or something, right? We should put your email on the end here. <laughs> That'd be chill. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I guess. Yeah, and also, I think one another thing for me is like I, I just kind of got burnt out on food mm-hmm. media for a, for a hot minute there, where everything mm-hmm. just sort of seemed stupid. I think it's easy. It's really easy to do, especially in L.A. And I think L.A. right now, at this, at this place in time, is getting the most attention for their food. Because mm. for a long time, it wasn't considered the food destination that no. it is now. We're the Ibiza think of food. It would I think be shat most, upon, yeah. mostly. And I think people are basically arguing that the most interesting food in the United States is happening in L.A. in mm-hmm. a lot of different places. And Koreatown's been a big part of that. Suck it, Denver. Boom! <laughs> but, um, Long Beach. You know, it's like, it's really easy to be annoyed by foodie culture and food culture when Mm -hmm. you just realize that it can be such a hype machine and people aren't even talking about what the food is. Mm -hmm. They're just talking about who opened it or who left what restaurant to start what thing. Mm-hmm. And you're just like the point is eating it and sharing it, and it it seems to I, I can get burnt out very easy. Or like if a car crashed into the storefront of the restaurant, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like half of food news is like if a if a car crashed acts into of it. God that happened at the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. But I never get burnt out talking about it with you guys. That's but I true. Go to like a food event and I'm just like Ugh. fuck this place. I don't want to be here. I don't want to talk to these people. It sucks. Everybody's got way. a backpack and a camera they don't know how to use yeah, and a man. lens they shouldn't be able to afford. Like this next is Saturday, stupid. I'll be DJing the uh, <laughs> <laughs> food barbecue thingy. Come check me out. Um, yeah, but you're getting paid. It's different. <laughs> straight paid money. I am. I am DJing a, a a food a barbecue event on Saturday. The 20th let me get that plus one it's at tenants of the trees in in here in silver lake california it's oh that's the used to be a, mj's right it's, it used to be Ru- mj's and it's a it. place where people get roofied it's a roofie factory yeah there you go it's a roofie factory okay yes that's also chinatown summer night so i'll definitely not be there so Sorry. august 20th from 3 p.m to 6 p.m it's the barbecue blowout and the f- uh, i'll be djing Sick. And then Chris Morningstar of Tureen will be oh. barbecuing food. Cool. And you can go to barbecueblowoutaugust2016.eventbrite.com. Just a little wordy. <laughs> um, or you can just like look on Instagram or all that shit. But Google any of those things. I think you, it's like a it's like a ten dollar ten dollars, and you get like a whole plate full of barbecue. And Let stuff. me borrow ten dollars. Yeah, but like, but she- I'll get I'll get I'll get pluses. I think I get five VIP comps. So you got one. Boom, boom. If you're listening and you want one, um, send me a tweet. If you are worthy, BBQ head, <laughs> I'll give you. A, I'll fix. I'll fix you a plate, fam. <laughs> All right. So let's get it. Let's just get into the fucking hot topics. Where do we want to start? I mean, travel. Good old, good old Andre was really nice enough to take uh, take the lead and get a bunch of notes compiled on a living Google document, which oh, is really. Unfortunately, I've had to succumb to Google Documents and spreadsheets and everything. Just to, that's just the way the world works around me, and I, I don't, yeah. I don't like it. They're I put clunky. up a fight, but it's got to be done. They Can't get clunky. away from it. And Andre, a man after my own heart, has italicized and bolded. You know, sometimes you got to make things work. I love to italicize. No hyperbole. No, it's good. It, it delineates. All right. Well, let's do. We can get into a little travel, Stewie and I. We, yeah, uh, we went on a little trip to Baja. This is so the, cool. Uh, the Mexican wine country. This is an impromptu. Yeah, it was away. like it was so impromptu because 
I think we almost had plans, and I was like, what's up? And you're like, oh, I'm going to Mexico tomorrow. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> we were there for like 36 hours with so my cool girlfriend and our friend Alexis and, and just some randoms, and we ate like at two... I like saw the photos. Three, Jason showed me the photos. The food looked amazing. But the, the settings looked amazing. From, like from like door to door, from from my house to a winery in the middle of nowhere, in just an amazing field in Mexico, another country. It feels like you're on the other side of the world in less time than it takes to drive to Las Vegas. Or something. Oh yeah, you know, like like two hours to the border if you're driving, if you're hauling ass like your boy them jeans does. <laughs> Catch me in the Challenger on oh, Five South, a big um, body just challenger. dodging, dodging highway patrol, dodging human traffickers. Just Shout out to all the traffickers. Driving at 2 a.m. with the lights off so nobody can see you. Vin yeah, Diesel. I, mean, I know what it hey, is. Don't give away all my secrets. <laughs> um, yeah, just blasting a podcast or something. And then once you get to the border, you know, park there, walk across, oh, and then the like an hour. First thing we ate might have been the, my favorite thing the whole time. Yeah, maybe the best thing we Places. ate was just straight up uh, goat some goat tacos at the border. Just a random guy like, you know what? I'm in Mexico now. Everyone's yelling at me to get into a taxi cab. It's I'm, so stressful. If I wasn't 6'9", I was about to get duffel bagged into the back of a trunk. And oh, they're yeah. like, yo. That's the part where you just want to yeah. like, get out. Yeah, you're like, let me get four thing. of these goat tacos. And it was, you know, it's just like, cool, that'll be like $1.07 total. <laughs> I'm like, okay, great. But yeah, they do it all up with the sauce, and they dip like a they dip half the tortilla into like this little salsa that's been cooking all day. The consomme, the consomme. Yeah. So is that birria or cabrita? I birria. It was birria this time. It yeah. was birria. Birria. I think the cabrita can be funky. Mm. I'm all right with funky. I'm all right with some stank <laughs> on it. That sounds like a uh, Jamiroquai song. Funky. The jam- the cabrita can be funky. Traveling without moving. Um, Cabrita. Cabrita. <laughs> <laughs> um, overall, a lot of amazing wine was was <sighs> drank. It's just, but also, I didn't like any of the food when I was there. No, what? the food was good. <laughs> the photos look so good. The, mm-hmm. the goat. Yeah, but I'm like a I'm little. I'm leaning towards Jason, by the way. So I'm I'm kind of on. Curious. I'm kind of like a snobby little bitch, though, you know. Yeah, the, the best food, the food was the lowest brow that we had, and the worst food was the highest brow we had. <clears throat> yeah, and we these were... are and these are highly regarded spots. The oysters at both spots were fantastic, but they were also <clears throat> served kind of warm room temp. That was sun brown kissed. butter. Yeah, the were brown. They, that no, was a... were they grilled or baked? No, was one was just on the half shell with. Brown butter and it might actually be grilled. Shoot, yeah. The the the, good, the ones with brown butter were a little warm because of the brown butter, but butter. but that was but that was delicious. Brown butter and oyster is a sick ass combo that I've never had sick before. Ass combo, and I was very into it. But it's before really we're we're doing like a little al fresco wine field dining, uh-huh. like very much like a Napa Valley sideways situation going on, and they just brought out like a dozen oysters, but instead of them being like. Super cold, super chilled. They kind of were a little room temp. Maybe I like that. It could be a maybe a fly flying around them, and I was not down. You can't get those notes. Like I, I mean, a lot of those notes are just locked. But it wasn't. In the you, might, you might be right, but I do not like a they room temp oyster. He's he's saying on the on the side of room temp, they weren't really room temp. All right. As, as hot as it was outside. Yeah. They were 
it, it was it was they were warm enough to where I was I was not down with eating them at all, and but I, I and I can eat three dozen oysters to the mm. dome. See, I'm not an oyster purist. I like a half dozen. Like after six, it's just diminishing returns. I don't like I them like anymore. Three. You also yeah. eat, eat them with ranch. <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> I was going to say they're dressed. They've got mignette. They've got lemon. They've got horseradish. Horse they've got yeah. cocktails. I mean, there's mm-hmm. just, everything that's there is getting a spoonful, and I do really enjoy them. But I would be I would far from call myself knowledgeable about yeah, oysters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I've never eaten oysters with you and not said, "Do you want some oyster with your cocktail sauce?" Yes, probably. <laughs> but I do really enjoy them. But yeah, cold, definitely cold for me. Yeah, um I I agree and 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 one thing that I was noticing like in many other countries that are sort of trying to not emulate what's going on in America, but like so many forms of culture, America is at the forefront. Yeah. Music, food, Whatever, it, whatever it might be, and whenever countries try to sort of emulate that, they're always going to be behind. And it's always, so, but when they stick to what they do best and what they're known for, is when they always shine. And it's always it's kind of cliche when you see it on a like a Top Chef or something like that, where like I'm a Mexican chef and I make the best blah 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 blah, blah. and then you do the challenge where you're like, okay, I'm going to make like. An, a French omelet, and they're like, "Don't do that. You need to stick to what's inside of your heart. Like, don't <laughs> don't try to make like beef bourguignon. Don't try to make. Well, uh, I mean, those oysters were from Mexico. Like, and they, they fucked them up. But I'm, but I'm talking. But when they we went to good. that, but when we went to that restaurant, we had like a ten course tasting oh, menu, they and the like only thing that was good was the tamale. The tamale was out of control, and it was beautiful, super good. And the dessert plate was good. It was just like. Simple chocolates and kind of like the the dessert version of like digestive. No they were so yeah, chill. But, you know, I get that from grandma yeah. from the seas candy. No, you, but that was like that was. But it was also good. Mm-hmm. What were the <clears throat> what were the biggest misses on the tasting menu? God, it was just like the texture of things like a quote unquote like dehydrated kale was just like I just kale. chewing super hard to even get you mean, like through a Trader Joe's. It wasn't snack? light. What's you a, wanted what's dehydrated the, kale. You wanted that because it was you figured it was like a garnish. It was like when you when but you like, oh, like when like, kale chips came out five years ago, and then the, you tried to make them for the first time at your house, and they right. and you like tried to lie to yourself that they were good, but they were actually not good. Like you didn't destem it. Properly. It was that kind of vibe. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was like so chewy. You, you know when you Things see like, like an iguana eating lettuce, just kind of like that was that. That was me eating. That was you eating the kale. Or it'll be like here's here's like course number seven, and you've been waiting uh, forty minutes for the next course to come out. Yeah. And when it finally comes down, it's just like this little ass dumb like chicken thing that is just like God, I waited well, for so making, long for this. For making kale chips, it's like to me because I went through lots of batches of making them, and one dino kale works is I think the only kale you can really use. Sure, it's the only and kale I eat. Period. And you have to take the rib out, like you said. Mm-hmm. But also, like if there's a piece of surface area of that kale that doesn't have oil on it. It's not going to be good. It's like like you have to massage kale for kale chips like so you've hard. never massaged kale before. If there's Ideally not, with citrus. Yeah, if there's not a single surface spot of any of that kale that isn't glistening with oil, it's going to cook bad. And that's the thing. Like You can't just like throw it in a bowl and toss it with a spoon. You've got to rub those things with like over and over it's and over. It's a little diminishing returns because you see the bag of kale chips at Trader Joe's right. and you're like, I don't know if I want to spend like seven ninety nine for some kale chips. And then when you make them one time, you're like, 
Yep. Okay, yeah, totally get it. I get it now. Yep. I think the vibe there, though, is that if you would talk about the courses being spread out, and they actually were pretty spread out, it's like, I think that's just Mexico. It's, it's yeah, they more, have a different culture. It's more where... akin to a European vibe. You know, it's just, it, it's just, it's a slow pace. Yeah, you... It's like drinking wine. Mm-hmm. It, he warned us it was going to be like a five hour lunch. And it's like, fuck, it really was a five hour lunch. So. Yeah. But there's a difference between a five hour lunch where it's just like everything is working right and it's in sync. And then where everyone is like, you're just like eyeballing, like, can it's I have true. some more water, please? Like, can we order another glass of wine, well, that, please? That is an absolute nightmare. And that just sounds like the worst meal ever. Which is why I don't like tasting menus. Straight but away. some places get it right. Like yeah. if you go to like you go to Trois Mac and that it's I mean it's dialed in like yeah. a like when they're the NASCAR people are doing the oil change and they do everything like that. Like the precision that they can they have it all worked out. That's like okay, that's how it's done. And I think this spot is totally capable. It could have been an off day. We did go for lunch. It was like kind of a funky time. They might have been understaffed. I don't know. So many flies. Stewie being real kind over here. Well, because here's I mean I'm getting there. Well, we like to do a little devil's act. Because I followed them on social media and I realized it. And I know that it's good because the fuck the wine was bananas like the wine was exceptional the mexican it banana was... wine was actually very unique and delicious <laughs> but that wine that we had what was that it was like a we had so much wine that weekend it's all a blur it was a golden honey yeah. type of situation and that it was, was just was like, oh you could see nice. the hill that it, it came from like over yonder it was just insane but that's talk, very cool thank like, you for using the correct spanish terminology so yep. they had whatever their five-year their 10-year anniversary of this restaurant did you see and the mm-hmm. the chefs that they had come were uh what's the the west from gorilla tacos and the chef from taco maria mm-hmm. so if that's, that's any tight. like if there's a cosign i'm pretty sure those two will get you in so like i would never besmirch anyone from going it just was right. just like, it was kind of... Yeah, you hit it on an off day then, it was, maybe. It, yeah, and it, you know, there were things that were fine, but it wasn't mind-blowing, and thank God it was, you know, Baja, so it was pretty cheap, you know? Oh, yeah, all things it, considered, it, it was, cheap, it was affordable. Know? Yeah, but the wine was, like, exceptional. <clears throat> but you can have a five-hour tasting menu. The food, I mean, that five hours can be filled completely yeah, with from, start, from stop to finish with conversation about the food if it's good. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's not too long to have a meal if it's really something special. Yeah, I agree. And if the atmosphere is correct and if it's I mean, done we, well. We ate at Kispaka. We did not have a tasting menu. Mm-hmm. Me, you, and Bob, my mom. And we mm-hmm. sat for probably two and a half hours. And the majority of the conversations was about the food because the food was so amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like there were jokes and stories, but like we could have just talked about what was in front of us. For the entire two two and a half hours, easy. And even if a and if a dish and like you order everything at once, and then they they pace it out the way they think is the best. And even if you disagree with that, you're like, I feel like this should have come out before this. You 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 don't second guess it. Like they're like, right. this is going to come out at this time, and you're like, I feel like you should have brought that out a half an hour ago. And then you take a bite of it with everything else going on. And then you're like, oh okay, I get mm. it. This makes sense. Yeah. I'm with you. I trust you. Yeah. You've earned my uh, respect. That's why you get the big bucks. That's a lot. There are thir- yeah. Did you meet it, people in Mexico? No, it was, uh, it was, it was uh, not 13. A, it was more like of a, a solid nine. It was a lot of people. It was a, a friend of a friend's birthday. That's right. Moral of the story, when you go to Mexico, just pack a lunch. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, no just, get, just buy 30 tacos on the, the way Get the actual in. Mexican food wish, wish I could think in Mexico. It was pretty good. But it was pretty good. It was pretty good. But it wasn't, it wasn't 
mind blowing, but it was the vibe was sick. You know, the whole it's just really like, better than Taco Zone. Hell no, no. I mean, so that, I'm like, that's but the it problem. Was really good. When you're, that's the problem. When you're traveling and there's a food truck in a Vons parking lot that has better food than somewhere that you're sitting down and eating, it's like. Mm-hmm. Or if there's 30 taco trucks in L.A. in Vaughn's parking lots that are better than yeah. the one where you have to wait for a half an hour. Swatting flies. Wild dogs. That was awesome. I like that part. Yeah, I would like that part, the too. I don't like the dog part. was funny. It was like banter. Mm-hmm. But you're just a little bougier than I am. No apparently. smart water? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he is, no, though. Uh, He's getting worse. But With the, age, Jason we had is a, getting bougier and bougier. We had a nice fish come, fry, though, on the beach me. that was really good, though. I like that. Mm, yeah, that's how it boils fish fry. And that's what I wanted. I, don't, I, I can get tasty menus up here. I really want to eat, like, grimy food. Yeah, I'm with you. And that, the grimy stuff was good. The, the, the first thing, the birria. And what then was just, the fish fry? You basically you go down to this beach where, uh, where there's just every, every hour there's a, a boat coming in where they, they catch everything from yellowtail Snapper, to octopus to all scallops, different kinds of clams mussels. and scallops and everything. Like, a real, uh, a real bounty of the sea, and they lay it all out, and then you go pick out what you want. They'll, uh, they'll scale it for you or, or gut it for you or fillet it, however you want to, and then you walk down the beach, and there's like vendors. M- multiple vendors that they set up. We'll a grill little, it or fry it? They, yeah. Yeah, they set up a little ramshackle that operation on like the, the sand. the greatest thing I've ever it heard in my great, entire dude. life. And, and they have when beer? You go there, yeah, they got yeah, beer. Yeah, they actually had beer. And you that just, sounds like the greatest day of my life. You buy a six-pack, and there's like a little caddy with 12 different hot sauces, and you get some chips, and they just give you more tortillas, and you just, well, you so just then eat you go some to the, whole fried fish. So amazing. So simple. The today I learned is go to the wineries and enjoy the wine. Go to the yeah. vineyards, enjoy the view, enjoy the wine, and then drive down and go to the fish fry or find some tacos. Yeah. And then on your way out... In Tijuana, smuggle out to, some cheap Vicodin. Bingo, get got it. Te- get your teeth worked on. Get some glasses. That's right. But you get to, you go to where this. I got my ass done. And nobody noticed. Get that, get that discount Botox. That nobody said salad anything. Was amazing. Oh, that's right. You went to the place that invented the Caesar, right? Yeah, it was pretty good. The Caesar salad was pretty good. Not the best I've ever had, but definitely solid. Especially and it, and it's like a really nice. It's table side, right? It's called yeah. It's called the the Caesar Hotel. Or I guess the Hotel Cesar. 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 But the one thing they had there is a super wild. But it's like a, it's a it's great. a real uh, oasis in in Mexico because it's it's literally just like a Musso and Frank's smack yeah. dab in the middle of Revolution Street. Right. Where, you know, everyone's wearing kind of like... They were stunt. People were stunting. Everyone is, yeah, everyone's dressed up nice. All the waiters are kind of like old guys wearing like little sort of tuxedo tail kind of things. And they have the cart coming around. But they had, um, their their roasted bone marrow dish was served on a little mini sope. That was very good. Which is is another thing I've never had before. But it's, yeah, you just scoop out the bone marrow straight onto the little kind of like two inch round sope. Mm -hmm. Hit it with a little... It was like a little salsa verde or something. Yeah, I think like it, that. Was. it was. Like a little like garlic, a, parsley, yeah, lemon, was, olive oil. Sh- it was thingy. a really nice. Like a rustic pesto almost. It's like, yeah. It was a nice fresh sope. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't. That's like, the problem. Like, it was pretty fresh. I get. It's it good. I've been sope burnt before where you get the sope and you can tell there's just been like out for like five hours. Fool me super once. Dry Shame on like, you, sope. But a good sope is. Kind of spectacular. Sure, too. it wasn't the it wasn't not the freshest. I think we're realizing it was, it was this, nice. the Stewart brother divide. Like I, I love the Caesar Cesar because it was it was so fresh and the dressing was like, like fairly close to room temp. 
<clears throat> like I realized I hate salads that are ice cold, where you know that it was prepped out and it just came straight from the fridge. <laughs> Some salads are better God, cold than others. It. Like I mean, there's something to be said about the steakhouse side salad with the blue cheese on it, where it's just ice cold. And it, the smokehouse like, in Burbank does it well, baby. Just oh. cold Blue cheese iceberg, on the side, cold like beets, cold tomato. I mean, like it defies everything. You shouldn't. You should never refrigerate a tomato, but you, it has to be in like you have a to when super you cut it cold law, so. cucumber, like all Love that it. stuff. Just so dumb. good. And sometimes it's exactly what you want, and it's also a uh, it's a temperature and a texture contrast for what you're going to have. It sure is. So you want to have cold and crunchy, hot and mushy. <laughs> Ah. Mush. I, uh, I I do that same. I walk that dance every morning when I have the coffee and smoothie. I think you should hot and bitter, cold and sweet. <laughs> you should do. <laughs> you should release simultaneously two mixtapes, yeah. like November rain, like like Use Your Illusion <laughs> one and two, ah. and it should I'm be one. called. What was it? What did you cold say? and crispy, hot and mushy? Yeah, you should do two of them at once. <laughs> dual releases. Mm. Hit the streets the same time. Mm. Bang bang. Get in the ring. <laughs> that's that's good. What a time to be alive. I believe that we're all going to go see Guns N' Roses Segway. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait. I can't wait. I well, think we're going to get pretty sober. I will, I will back that statement Yikes. up that when Dan was like, yo, we should, I'm getting Guns N' Roses tickets, we should go. I was just like, I'm in. It'll be fun. I'm hanging out with you guys. I don't expect much. And then I've talked to people. I, talk, I met somebody in Toronto who went like two nights before. And I've talked to a few people that have seen him in different places, and they all said the show's spectacular. So now I am... Fully on board, so excited. Mm-hmm. Lucid Parlay, because you you had, I believe you had a, a talking point as Toronto. Oh yeah. Well, the point. It's a twofold conversation. Give it up. Um, T dot. Because I went straight from Toronto to Orlando. Toronto. That's to another me, cold and crispy and hot and mushy. <laughs> so, so the topic is Orlando. Worst food in the universe. Whew. Toronto, oh. maybe one of the best cities to eat in in the world. Mm-hmm. Toronto. Like, from the ranging experiences you can have uh, from different kinds of specific cultural food, the Jamaican and the Caribbean food is unparalleled or mm-hmm. that I've eaten. I've never eaten. I've never gone to Jamaica. I've never been to the Caribbean. But anywhere that I've eaten it, it's the best I've had is in Toronto. And it's a huge community, too. Trust the chicken me, dip? daddy. Trust me now. <laughs> but the Korean... I went to a Korean bar food place that I would put up against most things in Koreatown. Mm-hmm. Dang. Um, and Koreatown, ne- Los Angeles. Maybe next time. Yeah, Koreatown, Los Angeles. Maybe next time I'll try and remember the name of it. But it, the, it, the food was so good, and it, it was just such a, it's such a fun place to eat. Like, the, like the scene doesn't feel as, as hyped and, like... It's and just like, we've been, doing, we've been doing this LA. for the yeah. whole time, dog. I just, I just love Toronto. I love that city myself. And... Orlando, spending four days there. I know there's probably amazing food in Orlando, nope. but you have to find it. No, um, there has to be some I'm amazing sure. Cuban I, I, food. If we ask yeah. Eddie Wong, there's something in if Orlando. If we ask Eddie Wong, he'll he'll have spots I'm for sure. us. But the the argument or the point of the conversation is, you drive in Toronto and you throw a rock at your window and you hit four great restaurants. You know, mm-hmm. you hit you, you hit an OVO. And you can drive. Yeah, yeah, well, there's. He's got his whole plaza there. He's got all four of his restaurants. Oh, Chang's really? got all four of his restaurants in one hotel. The Mandarin. That. I was there. We were shooting there. Uh, but, uh, how convenient. So, but if you go in Orlando, you can drive for 10 miles and not see anything but a chain restaurant. You will not mm-hmm. see. You can drive for 15 minutes, 20 <clears throat> minutes, and not see anything. Can you at least go to Waffle House, and though? It's just like, no, but Waffle House is terrible. 
Waffle House is not tight. This is going to be divisive, like but Waffle I've talked House. to people about this. If you grew up on Waffle House, it's got a place in your heart. Yeah. But if you want greasy, dirty diner food, Waffle House is not a good version of it. It's just like a totally like okay it version is, of it. it. Yeah, Waffle it, I ate at a lot of them. Trust me. I ate yeah. at one when we were shooting Small Town Gay Bar. We ate at one once every day or every other day because we had no money and one of our crew was vegan so we could get potatoes. That is cheap. I mean, I ate a lot of Waffle House. I will House. say I prefer Bob Evans. What's Bob Evans? I don't even know what Bob Evans Bob is. Bob Evans is North Cack, and they have like some of the best biscuits I've ever had. I've never eaten there. Yeah. Are you, are you sure you're talking about Bob Evans? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, no. Okay. I, no. Oh, yeah. It's, no, what's, Bob Evans is Sorry, what's the place good. in Canada? The donut place. No, I'm talking Tim about, Hortons. I'm talking about uh, Tim North Hortons. Carolina. Sorry, yeah, Tim Hortons. I got North Tim Carolina. Hortons and Bob Evans mixed. No, up, Bob sorry. Evans. I, we went there. With, I went there with mom, and and she and she just like, I've never seen her really Jones for food before, like getting nostalgic. And she's like, we we just like that's where we're going for lunch. We have to get these biscuits. And and she, I ate them with her with like uh, they had honey butter and they have really good uh, apple apple butter. And and we just looked at each other and we had this moment like. Damn, mom, these biscuits are crazy good. This is like, because like, pop, I mean, it's like, Damn, it's, huh? it's like, show it's good. good. It's like, like Popeyes mm. level. Popeyes got good biscuits. Though. Popeyes are good biscuits. Good biscuits. Mm-hmm. Mm. Was it Emerson and Royce Bar good biscuit? Ever Everson. Everson. Oh man, Bar. different strokes. It's different. It's apples and oranges. Okay. It's uh, kind of like the difference between getting like a. A gourmet burger versus a pine burger, right. In and Out burger, or something. Yes. But if you live in L.A. and you like biscuits and you haven't had them, Everson Royce Bar downtown, oh, there I don't Emerson Lake and Palmer Bar downtown. <laughs> Everson with a V. Let's go ERB. You can just type in ERB; it'll pop up. I, I say it's not a traditional biscuit. It's a little more flaky than it is. They're chiquito. Doughy and they're small, but I say pound for pound. I say gold standard. The best biscuits biscuit I've LA, ever had in my for life. Sure. Oh, Agreed. Top biscuit I've ever had. Agreed. With the prosciutto? They're croissant esque. Yeah. Oh my lord. It was exceptional. Hot fire. Hot fire. And the crescendo of our meal. But too. the, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I would say all the times I've had Waffle House, it has like, I guess it has like a Del Taco like quality yeah. where like, you know, like it's warm and comforting. It's always open, and and it you know it's bright, and you can get a hot plate of food for so cheap. You know the food quality is lowest common denominator. You know it doesn't get any lower on the rungs than those hell ingredients. Hell, there, food and, and but you just but it, you know. It's just you know, it's like it's like eating a jack in a box taco or something like you, you know you know it's lunch. just garbage food, but it's it's you know it's it's sort of like uh, comforting, like mother's teat, if you will. It is so Del Taco. It's like the well, Southern Del Taco. The only, I mean, I guess the the reaction and shout out to all of our international listeners who have no idea what we're talking about about uh, anything. <laughs> well, while I, I was in Orlando, I was around a lot of people. And people that were visiting from out of town, and I heard conversations being like, oh, you've never been to a Waffle House? you got to go. It's fantastic. Mm. And I understand if it's Mm -hmm. got a soft spot for you in your food palate, and I I get that. And there's restaurants that I like that I wouldn't take people to that, for whatever reason, I like that dish there. I like, you know. But, like, I would never tell somebody who's never been to a Waffle House that you have to go. You got to go. Like, that's not a can't miss. I've never eaten Waffle House before midnight and not 
sober. That's yes. where the Del Taco analogy comes in. I'm not trying to send somebody to Del Taco for lunch. No. It when sounds you... like you are, Chris. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's certain, certain places that you should never go before midnight. No. Denny's, I mean, Waffle House, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack in the Box, Del Taco, Taco Bell, all fast food. I mean, I'm I'm trying to eliminate all fast food from my life completely, and I'm almost there. Yeah, I I, I think I do a Del Taco once a month. Mm-hmm. I'm now trying to cut out the the taco truck that's right by my house out of El my diet. Yeah, it's it's tough. I'm trying not to eat after seven. It's worth there you go. Really seven. Well. Yes, mm-hmm. right seven there. High five. So well. So good. I'm it ten. Works I'm trying really to do ten well. p.m. No, seven. No, seven. PM. It's Solid. crazy. I've lost so much weight and I have so much energy. It's stupid. And I so much better God, waking up. So I feel so much better waking up. I never sleep. Uh, I never have like that. Wake up at at like four a.m. What if you have to go to like a tastemaker dinner though? I just, that I'm just kidding. <laughs> then you kill yourself. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's what you uh, do if you have no. to do that. Okay, what can? You, uh-huh. I mean, I want to say seven, but it's not going to happen for your boy. Well, so. here's the deal. No, like, but you have a work schedule that doesn't permit it, and it, that I get it. But when it's elective. Oh yeah. Well, if it's elective, yeah. seven p.m. is nice. Well, it's also hot, and I don't get that hungry after seven because, yeah. like, I, I, my appetite is so small in the summer. And what time is you lunching at, though? I don't lunch, dude. I work in a restaurant. I just eat whatever. You're just always you're just nibbing. Yeah, I'm always nibbing. There was also <laughs> there was a piece in the New York Times a couple weeks ago, or at least talking about a study <laughs> that debunks the importance of breakfast. That debunks the idea that you have to have like that. That it's the most important meal of the day. Mm. You have to have a semi-calorie loaded meal to kind of get your body working. Mm. So yeah. I've been like, it's really nice to do a little shake or a small smoothie, whatever. Some fruit, maybe a piece of toast for a little bit of fiber, a little carbs. So you have a super light breakfast. You have a decent lunch at like noon one. And then you try and eat before seven. And your body appreciates it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, you, you don't have your cheat days for you sure. You don't have those. Oh, uh, cheat days oh, for dude, sure. Yeah, oh, dude. Does it plans or a date or whatever? But like, does it cut down on your night terrors? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, I sweat a lot. I mean, I'll never, I'll never escape those. But they'll never be all the way gone. Yeah. They're, lo- they're they're shorter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, but like, so in cheat speaking of cheat days, like we went to Alma pop up at Standard for brunch, and then Key Spock at night for dinner. That's Damn. like that is horrible. That is a horrible combination. But I felt fine because I knew what I was doing. I ate less the day before. The day after was a little slimmer. Like you but can also, do that. Yeah. You can do that. You can Andre do that. looks great. But, that, but, I, but going back to that, <laughs> working out a little bit. There, there is something to be said about eating food where the quality of ingredients is top notch. And both of those restaurants, oh, even though we had, even imperative. though we had, you know, like slam dunk meals in terms of gluttony and yes. and fat and calories we did not hold back they were they're both places where the quality of ingredients produce meat all that stuff I mean, is like, is going to be pretty top notch 100% so Even like we the quality we, of salt it's like this like it's so mm-hmm. crucial agreed mm-hmm. the way your body absorbs all these ingredients this is huge should this is this is a, uh, should we talk about the alma brunch cuz yeah, sure. it was like Maybe my favorite brunch I've had in a long time. Yeah, I'm not absolutely. a brunch guy. I thought it was excellent. I was really blown away. I'm not a brunch guy too, but it's nice to have a little. Um, you know, sometimes it's good to have a little. I, I feel like as I've gotten older, it's it's good to reserve one day of the week to just say fuck it. Yes, have yeah, a have, have a glass to. of white wine in the daytime. Oh, that's I had a kim. I, I mean, up. I haven't drank in the morning in a long time at a meal. 
but the kimchi Bloody Mary. Publicly. Was, I was like, publicly. No. <laughs> no, no. In, like out of my trunk in my car. Sure, sure, sure. In a Lowe's yeah. parking lot, for sure. In the Lowe's. That's a Tuesday. <laughs> That's a Tuesday. But I'm talking about in front of other people. When, you go, when you're about to go return stuff at Lowe's? Yeah. It's like, uh, I'm going to need a little something on top to get this transaction finished. Where is that receipt? Um, no, but... And, yeah, I do it less and less. I, I feel like the, the Bloody Mary brunch game is a young person's game. It's like you're 22 and you live in New York. Yeah. It's also kind of trash. It is a little trash. But the kimchi Bloody Mary was bananas. Mm -hmm. It was one of the best cocktails I've had in a long time. Mm -hmm. Up there with when we went to, um, in Santa Monica, when we went to Belcampo. Those Mm -hmm. cocktails. It was like those level cocktails where I was just like, this is is way beyond just a good old-fashioned old boulevardier. Like this is a... Really huh. intelligent cocktail. Forward thinking. So good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. sour. So delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, sometimes you get that tang of MSG or kind of over-fermented kimchi, I mean, something that's been on the, <laughs> on the shelf a little too long. Yeah, it's got a little fizzle. And there was none of that. There was none of that in that. It tasted so clean. Mm-hmm. tasted house-made. I mean, it was, I want another one. Tonight, Tito. <laughs> I want him tonight. <laughs> I, need, I need it in my body. Yeah, that was... That was a great, that was, and, that, and, and there was a brunch where it's not like we're going to go and we're going to get pancakes and eggs and bacon and just like pile it on. And it's like get a little gem butter lettuce salad. Oh, get, like, a, get a pancake, but it's like a, a thick like bran pancake where it's... Like paleo vibes almost. It, yeah. it, it just feels like, oh, this is obviously like a, like a fat ass pancake covered with cultured maple butter and and organic syrup, but also like it's filled with nice whole grains that are good for you and not yeah. too much sugar and no and like the flour they use is probably like a super great artisanal flour no that's unbleached and expensive and all that <laughs> it stuff. Could, it could have been scratched. They could have moved it themselves. Possiblemente. Yeah, and then like a little, there's like the little hash with some tasso ham and some little potatoes. And like you can just tell like, oh, they, I'm having brunch, but they got everything from the farmer's market in Santa Monica. Yeah, but we, and it's funny too, because hash is one of those things where it's, you know, it's one of those things you really want to be good because it's not good for you. You just really want to enjoy it in the morning. And I've, I would say the majority, like over 50% of the hashes I order disappoint. Oh, it's Even so... when it looks so good or like, oh, the specialty here is the brisket hash. And you're just like, oh, well, they're not that. I would love that. Mm-hmm. And I you get it and you're just like, one eh, that, like... it's fine. It's right. not amazing. Mm-hmm. But that tasso ham, like the, every single potato in that hash was cooked perfectly and was amazing. Mm-hmm. And every slice mm-hmm. of that ham w- was mind-blowing. It was like there was no letdown. And it really wasn't that heavy. Mm-hmm. It was just really intelligently thought out. I mean, it was... It was <clears throat> An excellent hash. It was. And those larger, thick portions. It wasn't like a little mush all yeah, mushed together. It wasn't like a... It wasn't a chopped. It wasn't a chopped hash. It, it was more Pittsburgh like a style. pieces. Yeah. Which can be good, too, when it's done really well. But sure. it, was, it was definitely not that. It was kind of trying to focus on being able to enjoy the individual ingredients. Yeah, mm. I'm liking sort of the elevated, a little bit more mature Sunday brunch. And then the crab poutine was good. I knew you, you'd had it before, and you liked it, played it a little differently, but I thought it was very changes. good when I had it. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, dungeon, Dungeness crab and Dang, French man. fries and Bernays sauce, I mean, it's, it's not going to be bad. And then we hmm. have salad. Salad's great. 
Maybe it was just a simple butter lettuce salad, mm -hmm. I think, or a gem lettuce salad. And then they just made like a, ho uh, a house-made Cinnabon. Oh, that's right. A that's word? what we had. We had there you go. Right. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. And it was, well, so Sunday at 1, and, you know, like it wasn't, it was busy, but, you know, it wasn't a zoo. Mm -hmm. so it hasn't the, caught on yet, you know. The, the environment was really comfortable. Mm-hmm. Dog-friendly? Very dog-friendly. Oh, yeah, who, who knew? Dog-friendly. Yeah, but, like, it was, an, it was well, a I kind of... I think you have to have a dog that has been licensed to be a therapy animal. But sure. But also very welcoming of those well, dogs. it is L.A., so most of them you are. You kind of have to be, right? Ugh. Yeah, my service monkey was uh, was allowed as well. He kept eating and eating all the stuff. <laughs> um, and then yeah, Kispaka, another home run meal at Kispaka. I don't. I mean, I just don't understand like the. But more the, importantly, we need to talk about the wine. The consistency. No, we don't need to talk about the wine. The well, wine was just a nice little. Why not? It's exciting, man. I understand. You don't want to talk about I it. I wasn't there. No, man. No. Uh, All right, we're we're about to go to Kiesbacke for our listeners at home. It's a it's a restaurant that's like meat. It sounds like a brag, and we have talked about this place in the I just before, to but be, we have follow I just up. Wanted to not be a brag. Oh yeah, but the wine was very good. All right, so like, we're at this restaurant. Meat. It's an Italian meat friendly place. Owners of Moza, super tight, super ballin'. Tomahawk, cute shop. little place, crazy yeah, pork, pork shop. shop. The world's ever known. Yeah, we've definitely talked about it on this podcast. We yes. definitely talked about it, and we then it down, turn it into Andres. Andres pops. He's got a, a lot of old Spanish Rioja from way back in the day. Oh, word? Hidden in uh, Grandpappy's cellar. <laughs> it's dug in the side of a hill, like a Alabama tick. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've, I've been to his, his parents' house in Northern California, and I'll, I'll be, like, snooping around trying to find, like, the dish soap under the sink and find a couple old bottles older than me hidden under there. I'm like, oh, I, I, see, we have a friend. I see how Mans is doing it. We have a friend. We don't have a wine cellar in Monterey, but we have a friend in Carmel who's very sweet who has a really nice wine cellar that she doesn't need all the space in, so that's where he keeps all his wine. Mm. Oh, really? And my dad is now allergic to alcohol and gets migraines if it touches his tongue, so he can't Jeez. drink Jeez. Oh, yeah. no. So. Oh, that is a, a, a great place to sell a wine, the temperature. I, yes. Northern California, coastal, dug in, underground. It, mm. it doesn't get any better than that. Mm. Density, Come everything. Come see me, dog. Dang. Well, so no, we, we, we brought out one of, the old, one of the old bottles from under the, under the sink, the, uh, the 1970, Yeesh. 1970 Rioja. Yeah, it was good. The funny thing with those wines is they don't always survive. And I think yeah, that's the I've fun been part. told by people that know wine better than me, which I do not know very well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, what do you think the over-under on knows. that bottle being going south is? You know, well, that's the thing is that there's been a few that, that haven't made it, but the majority do, and I've been told by Psalms that, you know, those, though, that is a wine built to last. Those, those Spanish Riojas really can take decades and, and survive through them. Mm -hmm. um, so you just never know. I mean, it's funny, too. The cork smelled sour, and the nose... it. I think it opened and breathed for like an hour, and the nose was a little bit harsh. But then once you tasted it, it was it was fantastic. Yeah, he he poured it, it out really impressive. And the, yeah, the guy was like, yeah, the cork disintegrated, and we strained it through yeah. cheesecloth, and then that's, that always happens. And hit it in the like, decanter, which is awesome. you know, which yeah, it was to be to be expected, old, man. And then, uh, but we were kind of scared because we were like, oh. so what's going on with this wine? And he's like, oh, it's. 
It's definitely also, and he was sort of like. Fat, what was fascinating though is that he came over, and all he could really kind of relate to was the nose because he wasn't drinking the night because we offered him a pour, mm-hmm. and it was the very interesting. He was like, "Yes, I would love a taste, except that I'm unable to drink right now." Right, and then left it that, which is also an awkward statement because you're just like, "Yeah, what's up?" He with that lifted dog? up his leg and he had the little house arrest thing. Yeah, on. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> "You see the bracelet? You see right, his ankle right, right. bracelet?" And I, but I was like, "Are you saying so he that hadn't tasted it? And are you he saying was that like, because you are afraid that it's going to taste like shit, or yes. are you straight up?" can't drink can't drink it but he he scared me and he was like well you know it's it's definitely uh ready to drink yeah i think that was, was what he said he was, was sort like, of oh, like shit. uh alluding to the fact that there's a good chance that this you're about to drink 46 year old vinegar right it's gonna be uh it's gonna be donezo so we were not expecting much and then poured some glasses and then we uh we, we took us we, we all took a sip of it and we're like it's pretty good and then like 30 seconds later, we, we hadn't said a word, and we're, like, looking at each other and just like, wait a minute. Like, this is, like, this is something. This like, is really this is, good. This is fucking crazy. And then, and then with, and it sat, you know, we, we, it was slow. We, we started with a bottle of rosé and then let that kind of breathe for, like, an hour. And then swag. It started. Po- <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> no, that, that swag is for me. But then, so it sat probably for an hour, you know, we were very slowly drinking it, really enjoying it. And then the, it really, to me, again, in my fairly, fairly unexperienced or unarticulated wine palate, um, it really started to open up. And then you started to get these notes of like anise and black cherry. Mm-hmm. And Bob, who was with us, who's been on the pod, has a great wine nose and was like describing it to us. And it was so funny because... As he said it, I could, I, could send, I could smell it. I was just like, oh, yeah, that's there, too. I totally get that. And then he would put it down. And <clears throat> so it was fun to drink with him, too. That was really great. Mm-hmm. But it really seemed it needed time. Obviously, like you would imagine any mm-hmm. 50-year-old wine does. But, yeah, yeah I, was it getting, I was getting some really sage off to, of there. Needed to open up. Yeah, and then we, the, one of the waiters came over, and we offered him a, a little. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take a little hit off of it. I got to go in the back. I can't, like, drink it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't drink it on the floor, obviously. Yeah. And then he came back, and he was just like, well, bro. thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. I mean, it was nice. It was, really, huh. it was really fun. It was like, it was one of those moments where um, it, it, almost, it always seems like a, almost an offensive or kind of an overly big statement to do that in public. But it's like, mm. the food's so good that I really wanted to do that. And also, the company and sharing with the people that were working, it's just so much fun. It's like, it reminds you of like, there's ways to be assholes about things, and there's ways to really enjoy things. And, and you can do both of those things in L.A. It's like the conversation we were talking about earlier about food culture. It's like, you can yeah. be an asshole about what you're eating, or you can be really fun and enjoyable and think about how it's better because you're sharing it and you're laughing and you're not like sitting there acting privileged. Mm-hmm. And it's really, like, that meal to me, was, that was so much fun. Absolutely. That's how it should be done, man. You start cellaring wine, Jesus. And the Culatello. The the charcuterie mm-hmm. platter and the Culatello at that restaurant truly is one of the most mind boggling mm. experiences you can have in LA. So funky. You you can really eat at Kiesbach if you wanted to. You get the charcuterie platter, a little Culatello, and then the The Torta de Recco. The Torta de Recco, which is like a kind of a pizza pastry thing we've described before. But two people can share that and eat at that restaurant for 80 bucks. 
which is not mm-hmm. cheap, but it's also people can do that. You can spend forty bucks at Chili's. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Forty or bucks at oh, Wild cheesecake, Wings for sure. You get you know what I you mean. You have like a couple of Cosmos at Cheesecake. That's forty bucks. So for sure. it's not a fully exclusive a experience. You can go off the rails and spend two grand in there if you want to, but mm-hmm. you can also have a really nice. But yeah, we've all had we've all had forty bucks a person. forty buck a head dinners with people that have been I ate. Yeah, you can do that where it's like, oh, here's like, sure. here's like the best version of whatever you're about to eat, like, yes, in America, yes, hundred yeah. percent. Give it to me, baby. But then you get in there and you're like, well, I'm here. I might as well just see what that pork chop be tasting mm-hmm. like. You have to go and if you want to, if you want to be cheap in there, if you want to try and save money and not go crazy, you really have to be diligent because it's so easy to be like you know what i'm just gonna get the two simple things which is a nice like dinner yeah. and you look at the menu it's like oh yeah. all right well mm-hmm. yeah it's like when i go eat sushi at a nice place and it's like everything i want says mp next to it <laughs> and you're like oh i want to i want to order the uh the live shrimp because then they fry the shrimp headies and i get to crunch your all-time those. favorite Maybe my all-time favorite bite of food in the game, but the live the live shrimp it always says MP next to it. It's always so expensive. It always says if you need to ask, don't order this. Yeah, yeah like you're gonna eat, you're gonna get two fried shrimp heads, and each fried shrimp head is gonna be like nine dollars. Yes, and it's and you just sometimes you just do it, or like the Uni's market price, or whatever it might be. It's easy to get. Yes. To go crazy. But I say, get a California roll and get a live shrimp. Yeah. Fire yeah. and ice. Absolutely. Ah. Yin and yang, baby. Yeah. Crunch and mush. Sick Game of Thrones reference there. <laughs> <laughs> is, that a, is that a Game of Thrones reference? Actually, yeah, it sure is. Uh, accidental. So let's talk, about, uh, let's talk a little bit about your side of the game. Hell no. yes, let's talk about this Over right at Burger now. Lords. Yeah. You guys have been messing around with a vegan version of the greatest hamburger of our childhood. It really Hell is yes. the greatest hamburger of our childhood. The Carl's Jr. Bacon Western Cheeseburger. It's something that in our vegan days, Jason and I... Vegan days. We figured out <laughs> diddly, 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 how to make diddly, our own version. Pearl Jam heads. And it was good. Yeah, oh, when, yeah. We were, when we were uh, high school teens, we would make the vegan version of a bacon western cheeseburger just off like, of ingredients. With a Boca Burger or Boca a Morningstar patty? It was Boca Burger. It was some sort of potato bun that came with the name. Maybe like a Country Harvest potato Country roll. Country Harvest potato yeah, yeah, yeah. bun. Yeah, from, thank you. Uh, from Ralph's. Shout from out Ralph's. to our mom. Yep. Uh, Getting uh, that good potato back in the day. I before potato remember. was hot. What she cheese knew. we use or if we even put cheese on We might have not. I think we vegan cheese not. wasn't there yet. It might have been Tofuti. Yeah, vegan cheese back then was like Soylent was Levels. Bad. It was like the first Tesla. Like, it wasn't really popular. I don't want that. Which was actually was for the leaf. best because it gave you cashew cheese, which is amazing. And then... Is Daya vegan or did that have... Oh, it's super can- vegan, but it's just basically... Like, Daya is vegan. But what but was it, the other... So there's Daya and then the other one, the other big fake cheese back in the day had... Tofuti. No, no, no. There's another one, but it had... Case, oh, the casein one? Casein oh, one. God. Oh, it was remember. everywhere that we couldn't have because it had mm-hmm. a milk product. It was uh, Sometimes you a milk protein. protein. Whatever. Yeah. Back, uh, to the best, mm-hmm. best, back to the best vegan burger in all and of Los back, Angeles. Yeah, we, we used to use uh, 
like frozen onion rings, which we'd bake off and put them in there, and, and then just I can't remember what the barbecue. It's sauce not a bad was. look when it's just all like you got. Casey masterpiece barbecue, veganes. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we didn't. And then we would hit the, uh, and then you hit the tater tots, the tater Aside. tot logs. They're mm-hmm. great. Oh, that was, that's Onita, right? Yeah, yeah. The, oh, Onita, it, Onita. It wasn't the tater tot. It was the tater tot, but into the little logs. And they're where very, it very like good. A, like a little, like a slice of spam or something God, like that, or a large domino. Yep. And they're also frozen, so you just bake those with the onion rings. But you got to bake them for, like, it'll say, like, cook in the yeah, oven for 30 like toaster. Yeah. Ha- you're talking about toaster hash browns. No, 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 it's, really, not it's that? adjacent to it's okay. a tater, tater finger. Top. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Like hash brown it, stick. I may have never seen them. They're really good. Hash brown yeah, stick. It sounds amazing. Um, but like the, the, the secret for the, the tot is you cook it for about 20 minutes past the instructions. Always. Oh, yeah. Quite possibly, yeah. We haven't gotten onto. Uh, Bacon's were vegan for we sure. We haven't gone to fake and bacon yet. Or tempeh bacon? Yeah, we got yeah, Tammy Bacon, Bacon Bacon, the company's called. We could have Light, done a Light Morning Life. Star Bacon with it though. We did, but you know, I think the easiest and the right mo- after you get that paycheck, you can hit it with the Morning yeah. Star Bacon. Well, you can get bacon at a Seven Eleven, but right? Morning Star isn't vegan because it has egg whites. <laughs> so I think we mostly use get bacon. your game straight, Morning Star. <laughs> it was because bacon's on a like a hippie sandwich, like avocado uh, wheat best. toast and veganaise that's like that it'll crunch because it's it's tvp it's textured vegetable protein and that's smoking so airy that it'll crunch fam it'll crunch ga 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 three times and then <laughs> end snap um so that was that was kind of what we were going off when we were recipe testing we kept yep. getting these fr- these frozen onion rings and we had we had stepped it up which we stuck with, which was the fake and bacon. Mm-hmm. It's really good. But you have to cook it really hard and mm. let it dry so it gets like crispy like bacon. Because mm. if you just cook it on the plancha and it's not really dark, dark, the bacon is really soggy. Flimsy. And you have this terrible texture because our patty is really grainy. And it's, 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 we don't fry it like deep fry it. So it's just this doubling texture. Coupled with the onion ring, and it was just like it was like mush. Hot mush on hot mush. Hot mush on hot mush. It didn't work. Mush crunch. And I'll take. I mean, I'll give you the secret. We use uh, Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce because it's good. It's it's such a great base. It's really barbecue sauce. It's really it is really good. It's Mm -hmm. vegan, and it's like our restaurant is so small. We can the Honda Civic of barbecue sauces. We can scratch. Big time. He could rip it all off. You know. uh, and to scratch makes barbecue sauce is not that hard, but it's it's just, expensive. It's a pain in the molasses butt. is expensive. It's expensive tomato paste can be expensive. Like it's not. Yeah. Like, it's never going to taste just quite right. It's it's always yeah. going to be cheaper to buy baby rays in bulk. And so it, it's it, when it comes down to it, we already had the patty. We have the cheese that we really like, which is follow your heart, like basically American cheese, cheddar cheese that follow your heart makes, which is really strong and yep. pungent. And we have the barbecue sauce we really dug, and we have the <laughs> the bacon bacon that we really dug. We knew we want to do it because it's better for you than anything else. Like for sure, Morning Star is fine, Bacos is fine, but it's super processed. And bacon bacon is just fermented soybeans pressed together. Actually, pretty good in your bud. Mm-hmm. And it tastes really good. It tastes really good. And you're not sacrificing any flavor. Yeah. I prefer tempeh bacon pretty much to any it's fake great. bacon. And you can, uh, it's, it's the same as bacon. It you, crisps really well, too, yeah. on the flat top, which is nice. You cook it off beforehand, 
and you let it rest, kind of like if you go to like say Egg Slut, they their bacon's just sitting there. They baked it off hours ago. Yeah, every restaurant like, in the world that serves bacon, and it's and like fresh bacon is good, but when it's on a sandwich, you want it to be really really crunchy and mm-hmm. airy. So that's what we are trying to emulate with the bacon. So mm-hmm. it's just sitting there on a, on a rack and it's drying and drying. So it's hardly fresh. It's kind of more hot to room temp, textured better because it's just yep. like hard. But we finally were like, okay. Sourcing onion rings and nothing we can find that our vendors carried were vegan. They always had one thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it mostly almost all had whey. And then when you took a bite of it, you would take the onion and it would just rip right out of the casing. Yep. So you had this hollow shell. Yep. And it was fucking nasty. It was so heavy. And then we just decided, like, okay, we have all these ingredients. We have flour and all the stuff that we use to make the patty. Mm-hmm. And it's made with Tobo Chico's to emulate a beer batter, and it's jamming. It's actually better. It's so than good, cheeseburger, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because of the onion ring. There's, it's, it's scratch. Mm-hmm. I've said it before too, but the before Burger Lords opened, there was definitely a king of veggie burgers, and it was oh, it's so good. The Big Macro is by far at M Cafe is was the best. Hundred percent agree. Was the best veggie burger in L.A. And then Burger Lords came around, and you guys make your your veggie burger from scratch, and it is every percent as good. But what's great about it is there are two different burgers, right? So different. You've got the drive-through burger, and then you've got kind of like the pub burger, if you want to compare those two. But trying the bacon western cheese, you brought one to me, and that was still like you know 15 minutes old. It wasn't even oh yeah, hot at least out the half oven. an hour probably. Like my eyes rolled in the back of my head. It was so good. It mm. really is. Like if you. If you guys want to try one of the best veggie burgers that you will ever taste. I feel like we're sort of doing a teasing disservice because it's not on the menu. We do it on Mondays. Oh, but it is Mondays. That's right. We're doing it on Mondays. Um, We have an event coming up. I think it's the 3rd, the 2nd and the 3rd of September. It's the Vegan Fat Kid. Uh, His Instagram has literally 100,000 followers. That's amazing. So he came the day that we we did like a little soft launch. Is he he a big guy? Not at all. He's actually really fit. Uh, yeah, no, he's a he's I a bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah. Kiwi or an Aussie? I can't. Remember. If you look at his Instagram, it's just pictures of vegan food and him in the gym like blasting deadlifts. Either yeah. he was fit, or it's just a it's a take similar on the, to my Instagram on the fact that he really likes like the food is kind of fat kid. You know that mm-hmm. he goes with right, that he's right, posting, right. posting about. Um, but that is phenomenally <laughs> nice guy. Uh, very supportive, and he's. Po- if you're a vegan bodybuilder, you better be nice. He's a nice guy. <laughs> Super chill. Uh, he has a food fest coming up, and he like specifically wants us to be there, but not with a regular burger. Like, with the bacon western cheese? The, the, yeah. That's cool. So we're, we're hyped to do it for them. And, yeah, it was so nostalgic. And to see the kids come through and be so excited to eat this burger, the vegan kids, it's just like, oh, great. Well, we – Thank I mean, you. The three of us sitting at this table had that experience when we were vegan. We would travel far and high to get vegan food, and this is this was is that one, a, a weed pun. Yeah, nah. spraying a hand in. Sorry, four twenty somewhere. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. <laughs> but it was a it was a burger that back in the day you would drive places or you'd hear about something that was vegan and you'd go like you drive two hours and you'd be like ah oh, this is oh, that's a bummer 
If you drove two hours to eat this thing, you would be so satisfied and so excited oh, yeah. and probably Super think about legit. doing it the next week, too. If you live in Riverside, it's worth the trek. And that's what happens. People drive right? from so far. For sure. To get the I regular would've. vegan cheeseburger with our Lord of the Fries, like, you know, like melted vegan, vegan animal cheese. style fries. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Can't say it because I don't want them to sue us. Um, uh, yeah, they come from so far. Like these. These two ladies came from, from Long Beach just because they saw the, the fat kid posted, and they came right up, and they were so stoked. So, yeah, I get it. I, I 100%. I mean, totally get that's it. what happens when, when you are vegan, things become nostalgic. There are things you can't have on a whim. And when somebody makes a really nice version of something that you remember fondly, it becomes special, and you will travel for it. And I think you guys have done that. It's so good. And when you're vegan... You got a lot of spare time on your hands. That's <laughs> true. And all, yeah, when you have such a restricted, intense diet, your diet becomes your hobby. For sure. Oh, yeah. That's how we learned how to cook. Probably most of us at this table because we had to fend for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, Very I just, good point. And that was the basis of the, the nexus of me having to cook is that uh, how else am I going to eat? I can't eat Wendy's fries every day. And we ate, we tried. We ate a lot of Wendy's fries. <laughs> we ate a lot of baby fries. And even though yeah. the ingredients changed, we learned at an early age the idea of cooking was not work or got used to the idea of cooking, right? Mm. Yeah. When you're like 16, 17, like you don't ever fathom about cooking. Well, maybe people now do. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100% these days. things have changed. A, things have changed. Dramatically. Back then, there the was no 16-year-old kids that didn't do anything other than like make a quesadilla in the microwave, right? For sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then like, you Mom. had to, mm-hmm. and so then you're transitioning out of that into your early 20s. And you're like, well, I, I'm not vegan right now, but I cooked all the time, so I guess I'll just cook other stuff. Yeah, yeah. When you're 16, you're like, uh, I guess I could toast this pop tart, but I'll just eat it straight up raw dog. <laughs> yeah, it's totally a lot of work. And we would skate all the time, so and somehow our house became the hangout. Gnarly 50-50s, get an appetite. Yeah, we'd be, real- we we actually did have like. Little a little rail in our backyard and a curb. I forgot we made, we would totally skate our backyard all. Get the out time. of my room, mom! And we and we wax up our curb and yeah, we would make we would make these burgers. And the tater tots would just fly off the shelves. Shout outs. <clears throat> just a little slice of nostalgia. And fellas. then we evolved. Well, um, we got a, we got a, the stew return in the books. Should we, Done. Should we just like best the, thing we ate off the cuff? Best thing we ate. Ooh, I like it, Nick, and not, I haven't thought about it. I thought about it when we, like, two-thirds in, I was like, oh, no, I don't have a best thing I ate. I didn't think about it at all. And I all. like it this way. I like it better when we don't think about it. We don't plan it. All right, hot ass, go for it. Okay, I, didn't, I, I, I didn't have one. I was just saying that. Yeah, Are we trying to do regular one. segments now? Yeah, again. Uh, this is so hard because it's been so long, but I'll, I'll keep it true to this week. On Tuesday, I finally went to Sawtell and had the Sujita ramen. Uh, mm-hmm. I've, I've never, ever been. I would, I've had it at a, at a food event or two, but it wasn't the same. I got the regular size. It's really milky broth. They pile on the bean sprouts. There's a bit of cabbage in there. It's, <clears throat> it's actually, to be specific, it's the annex. I don't know if, you know, if anyone knows mm-hmm. about that, where a giant robot was. Right. Like, yep. The GR heads. It was crazy. Not the GNR heads. Not 
It's so Hey, but I had to do it because I'm never over on that side of town. I, they recommend adding three scoops of this uh, chili, f- like this house chili. Ooh. Did it? And it was exceptional. Uh, very sick noodles. Oh, very thick noodles. I didn't mean to say sick. That was like a Freudian slip. Very thick noodles. Big thick cuts of pork. When you're trying something for the first time, when you're trying something for the first time, and it's kind of a signature dish. Go with what the guy tells you who works there, For how sure. to eat it. Yeah. You know what? And then if you don't like it, try it again. Do something it's different. Cool. But the first time you do it, the guy's like, hey, you should put two, two or three scoops of that chili flake in there. Yeah. Two to three scoops of chili flake. And I did. It was exceptional. Yeah. I will say, even though I already mentioned it, um, and I'm calling now a best thing you ate or drink segment this week. That works perfect. The kimchi, the kimchi Bloody Mary. And I'm saying this again because I thought... For a few days after, like, oh, I wish I could just get that right now in my neighborhood. Yeah. Because it was so good. And I, I will say the kimchi Bloody Mary was one of the best things that I had. I suppose you could get that. Yeah. I mean, you could make that yourself. I mean, that's no, silly. I could. But, no, that, but that's also, sometimes you don't want to make the things that are great at your house because they become less special mm-hmm. a little bit. But, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> there's been a lot. Same. I would, I would, the bacon western cheeseburger, I've had it like three times in the last couple of weeks. That is definitely high up there. But I think I'm going to have to go for the, uh, the pig foot croquette at Kisbaka yeah, on, the, yeah. on the charcuterie platter. They just cook down the pig's feet, cartilage, and meat forever, ball it up into a little, it's oh, this, it, it looks like a baby bell cheese. Batter and fry it, and then aioli with mustard grain seeds on top of it. And I, I you know, you can see pound them. for pound. I don't know if there's going to be a more smack you over the head flavorful bite of food. It, you can Sounds see them preparing rich. the food from almost anywhere in the restaurant, including they have a bar at the sh- at the chef's at the chef line. So I've never been there, but you can see them making the food. They make that charcuterie plate. They're hand slicing everything per order. And the last thing to come out, that croquette goes down, and they're, like, snapping at the server to be like, get it out. Piping hot. I've yeah. Had it, I've had it four or five times, and it's always, like, it's within 30 seconds of it coming out. It is mm-hmm. so well done. It's Mama crazy. Mia. Mama like. All right, guys. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I almost forgot about the best thing we had a week. That's how long it's been. But thank you for everyone who um, shouted, shouted us out on social media. Yeah, thanks, guys. That you know, yeah, brought yeah, it yeah. back. Still happy. We're here. Brought it back. We're gonna do it again next week. <laughs> you can follow me on social media <laughs> at them jeans. Chris is Stewie Stewart on Instagram. Andre Canaparo has no social media. If you like this show, tell a friend. Subscribe on iTunes. You can go to the stewpodcast.com for all the old episodes. So many old episodes. You can listen to my other podcast, Tall Tales. And I have another music podcast called Serious Mixing that comes out every Sunday morning where that's just straight up music. Enjoy it with your coffee. It's so vibey. Nice pastry. <clears throat> and let's do some mom shout-outs. Jill Canaparo. Karen. This is for you. Jill. Welcome. We're back, dog. Okay, see you guys next week. Mom. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.